0: hi my name's lou and today i'm gonna be reading the internet for you why well why not and today's what is going to be a mini-sode this is a shorter episode of lou reads because hey i had the audio This was a recording I did as a birthday present for a listener in June. Well, now it's July, so I thought I would share it with you. So today's What is going to be reading from a forum about people who are into balloons. This is the people who fetishize balloons, popping them, rubbing them on their bodies, just having sexual feelings about balloons. Or having sexual feelings in relation to balloon-related activities. So... Without further ado, let's jump right into this episode of Lou Reed's Balloon Fetish Edition. And it goes like this. Let's get right into this birthday reading. Now that I've insulted the way you were raised, it's only right that we start to read from a few of the forums. Now, I made sure that these forums were okay with your brother first, and he seemed to like them quite a bit. So, let's find out what he liked. And the first thing I'll read for you today is a forum for people who are into balloon play. Now, I understand that some people refer to these as lunars. I've never heard that term, but then again, I'm not a lunar. So let's find out what I found for you. Now, this website is known as Neth Idea Way. And so the first thing I'll read to you is from the Neth Idea Way slash forums slash kaboom slash board slash posts slash May uh, 1505 16. And the sub is known as Champagne and Balloons. And the thread, which was started by Bubba Hotep on May 16th, 2015, a recent post, is entitled, Is Being a Lunar Like Being Gay? And it goes like this. I've been thinking a lot about being a lunar and how, why, what it means. I've been masturbating with balloons since age seven. I wonder if I was quote-unquote born with it or something happened. And with the recent civil rights discussions regarding gay marriage and being gay is a quote-unquote choice, I wonder if fetishism is the same. I wonder if the attraction, guilty experimentation, being in the closet as a lunar, then coming out as a lunar happened to me the same way as someone figured out being straight or even more aptly figured out being a lunar. For the record, I'm a lunar first, hetero a really close second. So specifically, I pretty much have to have a balloon involved in order to have an orgasm. But women and women with balloons are my fantasies. So do you here at a balloon fetish forum have any thoughts? Have you ever even wondered about it? And Mauro Balloon writes, Hi. And Walter replies, I am going to choose not to get into the LGBTQ debate, but I do know that I was not born a lunar. Like most poppers, I was frightened by a balloon popping at a young age. I know that was somehow, that was a trigger for my fetish. I bet there is some way I could be quote-unquote desensitized to the fetish if I sought treatment, however, brackets, in spite of the feelings of my wife. Why bother? There is no harm in my fetish. My addiction to drinking coffee is probably more harmful. And Nails Lover writes, Being gay is not a choice or something that you can change or control. If you are gay, you were just born that way. Just because the male and female bodies are designed to work with one another doesn't mean that brains are wired wrong from the factory, resulting in a whole lot of different sex... Wait, what? Ugh, this sentence... Just because the male and female bodies are designed to work with one another doesn't mean that brains are wired wrong from the factory resulting in a whole lot of different sexualities and genders. I know that I never would choose to be gay or trans, but that's because I like women. Fetishes are not the same thing at all. They are formed at a young age, and we associate some sort of pleasure or something with the object. Brackets balloon, slash bubbles, slash whip, slash change, slash hot wax, slash cross-dressing, slash poop, slash pee, etc. Which resulted in our fetish at an older age. Fetish is not being gay, since being LGBT isn't a fetish. Period. And Lucid replies, Easy there, my friend. My post wasn't meant to be taken as hostile at all. When I compared being gay to other fetishes, I put it in quotes because I know it wasn't the same thing. I also never said people weren't born that way. I said I didn't know. There are a lot of things I don't know, and that's okay too. I don't subscribe to the term quote-unquote LGBT, either. Exactly the way I don't subscribe to the word lunar. It's a socially engineered word meant to divide us from one another as the human family we are. People are not their sexuality. Sexuality is a part of who we are. Personally, I love everybody, no matter who they are. personally i love everybody no matter what they are into in the bedroom because it doesn't concern me or my life and for the record i don't believe the govt belongs in anybody's marriage or bedroom people should be free to live and associate and love who they please that's all have a good one brother and mike g adds well said bro high five winking emoticon and lucid replies again very interesting topic his own topic Very interesting topic. The way I see it, Even being gay is a quote-unquote fetish. If you look at it the way male and female body parts are, the peg goes in the hole. Seems pretty straightforward. So anything that would deviate from that would be considered not the norm. I've not made up my mind completely if people are born gay or lunars because people have a lot of experiences in their lives before they even hit puberty and start to think about things on a sexual level nobody can really say. Either you are born a lunar or something happened at some point, probably long before puberty, and when our brains are fusing all those multiple millions of connections together with a couple of wires got crossed a certain way for me personally i can remember a bus ride on the way home from school and there was a bunch of balloons on the bus from another class and this girl was a bit older than the rest of us who would pop one every couple of minutes i think that incident did something chemically inside my head maybe not but i know i remember that and i like when girls pop my balloons now So who's to say for sure? What I do know for a fact is I didn't choose to be into that. I'm pretty sure the gays don't either, nor anybody that is into any sort of fetish. Different strokes for different folks, I suppose. I don't have a problem with any of it as long as nobody is getting hurt or violated in any way. And lucky for us, the balloon fetish is actually pretty tame and can be a lot of fun if the girl doesn't have a stick up her ass. Which I would see as her problem, not mine. See you later, lady. LOL. I choose not not to identify as a lunar. If others do, that's fine for them. The way I see it, there is a lot more to me in my personality and who I am. What I'm into sexually is reserved for the select few who I find myself with in a sexual relationship. It's just a sexual preference, not an identity, at least for me. The last thing people on a day-to-day basis need to know about me is what I'm into sexually. Don't need to be known as a lunar. I don't mention what hair color I prefer in a mate either. If I find myself in a sexual situation with a nice lady and I'm like, quote-unquote, here's a balloon, pop it, I think it's kind of hot. But that's about it. Just my thoughts. Interesting topic, though. Sorry for the long post. Have a good one. And C replies, I learned to own it at a young age. I believe around 17 when I had a very attractive girlfriend for a few years who indulged in it. One night she told a few friends thinking it was no big deal and they gave me a little playful teasing. I kept my head high and acted like it was not a problem and it was very accepted, even to the point where they all wanted to see these huge balloons we were using in the bedroom. The night I introduced three of her girlfriends to my big 40-inch balloons, they started to play with them and I about died of excitement. My GF gave me this look like, you owe me LOL. So, no, I've never felt it was weird or like being gay. It's all about living your life and just accepting what you like. And I've never been turned down by any woman I've been with over balloons. 90% of the experiences were taken with complete acceptance and excitement. The remaining 10% partook but didn't get into it. Then again, these women were pretty dull, close-minded, and didn't last long anyways. And Bubba Hotep returns to reply. Thanks for the replies. I am in no way saying that about being gay or straight is a choice. I don't think being turned on by balloons is a choice for a lot of us. It's just something that is. In fact, there has been many times I wished and tried not to be into balloons, but I've never been able to turn off the attraction. As for identification as a quote-unquote lunar, it is by no means who I am, but I do think it does identify a part of me. I hate spicy foods, and if there were a term for a society for people that hate spicy foods then I would use that term for me as well. So are there others that realized the attraction and tried to run from it, but found they couldn't? And sadly, no one ever replies again. So we'll move on to the next thread in the Champagne and Balloons subforum of nethideaway.com in a thread started by Lucid entitled, and another question, and it goes like this. I hope this isn't too off topic for this forum. If it is, my apologies. I was wondering if anyone else here loves shooting guns. The few Lunars I've actually talked to love to do that in their spare time. I figured there may be some kind of a connection with the loud noise a balloon makes during a pop and a gunshot that we are somehow psychologically drawn to, perhaps? Freud said that if somebody has an irrational fear of guns, it was a good indicator that the person is sexually retarded, or sexually stunted, if you please. I take that to translate to since we tend to be on the sexually freaky side of things and and tend not to be boring in bed, does that also mean that those who were able What? I take that to translate to we tend to be on the sexually freaky side of things and tend not to be boring in bed. Does that also mean that those who were able would be likely to enjoy shooting sports? I have always been interested in human psychology and have always wondered if this was the case here. Just a thought. Thanks ahead for any replies. Have a good one. Smiling Emoticon. And Lunar Man writes, I like firearms and enjoy shooting sports, but I think that and my interest in balloons are two separate things. I received my first air gun at about eight years old, well before puberty or any sexual awareness. Also, as a young lunar, I was afraid of popping. I was also afraid of fireworks too. Not so much the sparkly pop, but the explosive concussion of an unseen M80 a few seconds later. And Aero writes, as a person on the other side of the fence, other bangs, guns, fireworks, etc., don't do it for me. Although I take for granted that my nervousness of balloons was a pivotal element in forming my fixation. As with many other aerophiles, there was something about balloons that had that delicious poignancy. And more info ads. I like big balloons and figurines so a lot of bang can get expensive. Plus, I've had guns pointed at me with malicious intent, and since I work with high-voltage electronics and physics equipment, well, anytime you hear kaboom, that means something went horribly wrong. So, no, I'm not a big fan of the bang. I do like fireworks, though. I'm not phobic or anything, I just have some bad associations. And more info ads. brackets laughing, bad associations ranging from quote-unquote oh my darn my current favorite balloon went bust and now it's just scraps on the floor and no fun to quote-unquote oh crud a very expensive piece of equipment just blew up to quote-unquote holy shit i just got shot at nope not a fan of explosions and worst quote-unquote bang ever replies was camping out in a touristy place along the seti river in nepal when an entire river jumped a step to the left Literal shock. My first thought was artillery, a huge kablammo. Next morning, we're sipping coffee and tea and congratulating ourselves on surviving an earthquake. Then our guide showed up. He had been listening to shortwave radio and told us... What? (laughs) Then our guide showed up. He had just been listening to shortwave radio and told us what had just happened in Japan. Yeah, we got a lot quieter and less self-congratulatory after that. I'm assuming that that is a reference to the earthquake that caused the uh, reactor meltdown. And Bubba Hotep adds... Interesting question. For me, the audible bang is a big part of my turn-on. I can watch balloon videos with the sound off, but it doesn't really hit me the same way. But the bang is totally connected to the balloon for me. For me, it is the balloon breaking, not the loud sound. But in reality, those of us that like it or don't mind pops don't mind a loud bang. So something that turns a lot of people off guns, brackets the loud noise, is already not a problem for some lunars. And sport shooting is fun. And the pin adds... I have enjoyed target shooting and also collecting old guns. I'm not sure there is much connection between sex and guns, but I may be speaking only for myself. Shooting involves focusing your mind in the same way that playing golf does, to the extent that inhibitions prevent one from focusing his mind on something. There may be a connection between guns and sex, but I personally don't see it. I like old guns because their technology is interesting to me. F-W-I-W, which stands for For What It's Worth, I'm mostly a non-popper. I like inflating balloons to their max without popping if possible. I'm I'm particularly <laughs> I am not particularly afraid of popping. I would just rather not destroy a particularly great balloon. I enjoy them the way they are. Again, I don't see a whole lot of connection between any of that and guns. And lucid returns to finally say Hey, Pin, thanks for the reply. Yeah, I don't particularly see a connection between guns and sex or balloons for that matter. Just thought it was weird that the few lunars I've spoken with and what seems like a lot of people on VK and Facebook seem to have some type of AKs or whatnot somewhere on their page. I was just wondering how widespread it actually was or if I was just reading too much into it. I don't get anything sexual out of shooting or anything like that. Although I think it's sexy if a woman can defend herself in any capacity. And that is the end of that delicious thread. And we'll leave that site and go to a new site known as blowtopop.net. And we'll read from a thread found in the Balloon and Inflatable Fetish Forum, Subform Discussion, Subform Poppers, in a thread started by Avid Popper entitled Earplugs. And it goes like this. Do you wear earplugs when you're popping balloons? Question mark. And Steve underscore inflator adds, Yes, if I'm going to intentionally b to p which means blow to pop, several balloons in a session. And Avid Popper asks, Do you pop a lot of balloons? And Stephen Flater adds, Yes, I do if I'm somewhere I'm not going to get a knock on the door from an angry housemate, neighbor, or police officer. And Over the Top adds, I usually don't use earplugs. I rarely pop my balloons. I'm a semi-popper. But when I do, I usually find that larger balloons aren't as lowed or harsh as small ones when you pop them. And Liquor writes, I always wear earplugs when I'm playing with balloons, even if I don't intend to pop any. And Blown Up writes, I do when my wife starts blowing because she don't stop freaks me out sometimes, lol. And Balloon gnoll writes, I never wear earplugs. For me, the bang is part of a balloon. If I took it away, it would mean giving in to the quote-unquote fear. Over the time, the popping sound also became part of the fun. Smiling emoticon. And Balloon Boy 13 adds, I use earplugs when blowing balloons because I'm scared that they will pop whilst inflating, but when playing, I take them off to hear the squeaks they make. And Lee Ryder adds, I don't want them to pop while I'm inflating either, but I don't wear earplugs because I like the sound of the blowing up. And Lucy wants to pop ads. I never thought of that. Ha ha ha. After popping, my ears are always ringing. I will have to wear earplugs next time. It will make it less startling though. And Erotic Ebony writes, I always keep earplugs around. I always offer models the option to wear earplugs when they're doing popping and brackets, especially b to p The question I have Are you less likely to enjoy a B2P video if the model, models, are obviously wearing earplugs? I've discussed this with friends before, but there never seems to be a consensus answer. And Licker adds, I don't mind if they wear earplugs. It's a lot better than seeing them being scared to death of the balloon popping, because that's a big turn-off for me. And Marija finishes the thread by adding, I actually never wear earplugs. When I'm on my own, I don't use them because I don't like these things in my ear. When I'm with other people, I want to be able to hear them, brackets, and I expect them to be able to hear me. So in that case, no earplugs. And we'll finish up this birthday reading with another reading from blow forums in a thread in the Balloon and Inflatable Fetish Forum subforum discussion subforum poppers in a thread started by Brault entitled... The Big Bang. And it goes like this. We've had a loudest thread. So time to share another extreme. What's the biggest balloon you've ever had the pleasure of destroying? Don't be afraid to share when, where, and how either. That's part of the fun, isn't it? Sadly, I don't have a terribly elaborate story to share. My biggest was, according to the packet, an off-brand 60-centimeter by 45-centimeter bright pink loon that fell into my hands in the aftermath of decorating before a relative's party. That's when I finally confirmed for myself that the bigger ones are much more fun to ride and sit pop. And 69 Goon writes... I've had a number of large balloons that popped on me, and being a non-popper myself, it really sucked, LOL. I've had a few of the Chinese four-foot balloons, but they're not that durable. But probably one of the biggest was the 26-inch by 46-inch airships. I've had a few of them, and they've popped from multi-uses over time, but there was one that popped on me right out of the package. I started blowing it up and noticed that the quote-unquote link, as they call it, wasn't at the end of the balloon, but more towards the middle of the balloon, was a defect. But I blew it up anyways, and this big airship started to curve like a banana, and once it was inflated, it looked so inviting I c- and couldn't wait to hope on, but all I did was push down a little with my hand and pop. That was it. Frowning emoticon. I have another one bigger than that one, too, but I've only blown it up once. And Vici writes, I had a brand new 56-inch balloon, but got a bit enthusiastic blowing it up. It probably went bang, about 60 inches. Frowning emoticon. And Globo Grande writes, Hi, I didn't have experiences in big balloon. I only have experiences in 12-inch balloons. One day, I was in a very little bathroom, and I make a blow... (laughs) One day, I was in a very little bathroom, and I make a blow-to-pop, brackets, accidental, of a 12-inch very, very tight. The balloons sounds like a bomb. And G. Gro Carlos writes, Blue loon, I completely agree. In my experiences, the loudest pop I've heard was from a was from a punch ball balloon. Brackets, I believe because of the extra thick rubber. But the second would probably be a 9-inch balloon I had. A great deal also has to do with the material it is made out of also. Thick, tightly stretched rubber that has a relatively higher elasticity compared to other balloons will snap back faster and with more force, causing a bigger bang. And Balloon null replies, My biggest balloon was a Tough X 24-inch, which I wanted to get bigger, so I kept inflating it more and more until it burst in my face. I can say that was quite an experience. About the noise, I agree with Blue Loon. Bigger balloons have a deeper sound. Maybe it's not quieter, but it seems so. Also, you can feel the bang more inside your body. There is one way to make the explosion louder, even with bigger balloons. If you like the popping sound like I do, you can put two or more balloons inside of each other. And for those of you who like popping, this is something you have to try. And Balloon Blower adds... For me, it's the various 24-inchers that are the loudest, although it has been said they produce a deeper boom. With the smaller sizes making a higher pitch and, to me, more ear-splitting noise, I guess the 24-inch Qualitex might be the loudest. I have a decibel meter, so I'll try it sometime, although the environment in which you burst a balloon will have an effect on how loud it sounds. This might take a little experimentation. Grinning Emoticon. And B2P or not to b writes... My 72-inch balloons are the biggest I've burst, brackets, never intentionally. Currently breaking in a lovely 48-inch Cloud Buster, brackets, deep blue. And Micron 56 adds, my biggest, brackets, and best was an old 72-inch climb inside balloon that I had prepared a hole and decided to pump to pop with me inside. And Black Bear adds, you guys make me feel so small, frowning emoticon. I have only ever B2P. An 18-inch metallic Balloon. And Ash738 writes, Haha, don't feel too bad, man. I actually think mine would be a Q16, mainly because balloons aren't my main thing, but also the thought of huge balloons doesn't appeal to me any more than smaller ones. It's more about the shape and tightness when fully inflated. And Marja writes, The biggest balloon I have popped by blowing to pop was a 16-inch. While riding on them, 24- and 36-inch balloons have popped below me smiling emoticon and liquor finishes the thread by adding i had a gl 500 accidentally pop while i was inflating it with a hand pump think it had a defect because it wasn't full yet frowning emoticon the biggest i've popped on purpose are 16 inch mostly uniques well that's going to do it for this episode of lou reed's minisode balloon fetish edition and i hope you enjoyed it i will have a new episode up soon a full length episode which is usually about double the length of this episode so i hope this will tide you over until then no news other than of course as always please rate the podcast share the podcast Tell everyone you know about the podcast incessantly until they listen, because you know how it is with podcasts. Where you say, I listen to podcasts, and people go, mm, I, don't, I just like to read on my commute, or I don't really like to hear awful things all the time, or other things that are not really good excuses. All right, so yeah, just share the podcast and do all those things, and I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. This has been Lou Reads the Internet for You, Minnesota About Balloon Weirdos Edition. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.